Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of The Steve Allen Show from LBC. Morning, everybody. Sunday morning. It's the 16th of September. It's nice to be coming. It's actually a bit chilly out there. And it's a case of, you know, the weather's going to be a bit mixed. But yesterday, lovely. It was beautiful out there. I nearly had an ice cream, but I didn't. So uh, we had a lovely uh, family sort of lunch. Uh, out at Richmond, which was very very expensive, but but very nice. And sitting in the sunshine didn't do me any good at all. In the papers this morning, Bojo's frantic calls to his aid this week. I can't wait to see you. I mean, it's just, it's almost embarrassing, isn't it? I mean, it's nothing new seeing politicians having flings all over the place, but there you go. TV Lovejoy's uh, mate Tinker has died, Dudley Sutton, at the age of 85. They forgot to mention he was in, um, apart from Lovejoy, which is one of my favourite programmes, he was also, of course, in EastEnders. I loved him. I thought he was great. 85, and uh, he died peacefully. Lee Ryan wiggles out of a strictly cursed claim, and uh, 100-day countdown to Christmas. Oh, how cool is that, eh? 100 days to Christmas. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. Somebody will write in and complain now. People generally do when you mention Christmas. That's miserable people who don't want to enjoy Christmas. I love Christmas. The church want to get involved with Wonga. I've read stories about vicars like that. And it's interesting to find out that, first of all, the Archbishop of Canterbury, uh, Mr Welby, if you don't uh, know him, um, has sort of been talking about Amazon, how they don't pay any corporation tax, which, of course, is rich from the Church of England, as you discovered during the week, because they don't pay any tax at all. And so, and then it turned out after day one that we suddenly realised that the church were one of the big investors in Amazon. Now they want to take over Wonga and look after it. I mean, when, you come, when it comes down to it, religion, I'm afraid, is just a business. That's all it is. Uh, also, the model, who's in the paper today, complaining about having to strip. Because I don't know if you've ever been... Well, you probably haven't, actually. I mean, I'm fortunate enough to have been to places like this. When they, when they do big model fashion shows... Everybody walks around naked, backstep, well, in their underwear. Nobody wor- nobody's got any worry. Listen, they're all doing the same business. And also, you know, it's just they're doing the hair. So you sit there, sometimes topless. And this particular model has complained, saying, I don't want to strip naked backstage. And I, I agree. I never understood why they did it. I always thought it was some sort of pervy kind of thing. Also, the passengers on the Welsh Loco in Leak Fiasco. Leak Fiasco, L-double-E-K... But a play on leak, because they're on a train in Welsh Wales, and I had to explain to the producer what a locomotive is. So once we got through that one, he'd never heard of a loco. And I thought, you must have heard, you must have heard of the Four Top song going loco in Acapulco. Because loco can also mean you're going like, woo, do lally. Yeah, but a locomotive is a train as well. It's amazing the things you can teach young people nowadays. But uh, always an education. I'm sure there are things that he knows that I don't know about. I find it unusual and probably unlikely, but uh, that's it. And then uh, and then Big Brother's going. So R.I.P. Big Brother. See you. Bye. Don't bother coming back again. You know, the usual bunch of no-hopers. In, in this new batch of Big Brother, it's not celebrity, as you can well imagine, uh, one of them's been kicked out already. Why? She came up with racist words on a tweet. Quickly deleted them. Too late for the old bimbo. Out she goes. So she goes in and out she goes again. And that's why they have to axe the programme. Because we have um, Rodrigo Alves. Rodrigo Alves, he didn't love celebrity Big Brother because I Big Brother celebrity. And he walks around stark naked in Big Brother. I mean, it's not big and it's not clever. And and then, you know, Dan Osborne complained about it. So they, they got rid of Rodrigo Alves through the back door. 
best place for him. And so he went, goodbye, and off he went. And then we got rid of Roxanne Pallet, who's now been barred because of her foul language. I can't believe it. I seriously can't believe it. She's been barred from a garden centre. What in goodness knows names do you have to do to get barred from a garden centre? I go to garden centres all the time. You know, and I don't even think about being barred. You know, we just go there, we have something to eat, we have a look around at the plants, we get very nice did. we get in the car and go home. It's as simple as that. But, I mean, to be barred from a garden... I think somebody said something to her, and I think she probably turned on them and used her usual foul language. Bearing in mind she's not a child. I know she looks like a child, but she's 35 years old. So let's try and get it all in in perspective. Christine McGuinness, desperately seeking attention. Christine, what do you do, darling? Oh, I'm famous. I'm famous. No, you're not, dear. You're just a boring old baggage. Uh, she had a quickie at an awards bash this week. It really was a bash this week. And so she's, uh, she's the one who's married to Paddy McGuinness, who must be worried that he's created a bit of a monster, because she really is a monster. Uh, also, English sparkling wine is now more expensive than some champagnes. And Mark's Sparks Christmas ad war, as it calls in Holly and Helen, to fight. Step into Christmas, Elton John. Yes, Elton John is doing the John Lewis ad. That'll be John Lewis, who don't have a lot of money in the coffers, but they've managed to find five million quid. So if you're a partner, no chance of you getting a bonus this year, I'm afraid, unless they magic something out of thin air. So Elton John, who, as far as I know, has never been seen wandering around pushing a trolley around John Lewis, he just sort of orders stuff on the telephone. Whether it comes from John Lewis, I don't know. But they reckon he is their secret battle at Christmas because we love the adverts. They spend a fortune on the adverts, and at the moment, John Lewis have an advert, which is, Is this the real life? Is this just fan? You probably didn't know it was a John Lewis advert. They're using, using Bohemian Rhapsody. And that's the Queen's song. Yeah, that's John Lewis. No, it's John Lewis. It's all these little children singing all the little bits. It's a John Lewis advert. Have you not... Did you watch... Te- have you got a television? Well, well a radio... Well... Yes, you can listen to Steve Allen, and very good he is too, and you can podcast and stream it. I'd listen. If I was at home, I'd listen to this programme, I'm telling you. Not for long, but I'd listen to it, definitely. But, in fact, it's the John Lewis advert. I don't like it with the lights off out there at all. It frightens me. It's like some friends of mine live in the middle of the countryside, in the middle of Essex, and you go down a long lane, and then there's their house, which is beautiful, but at night it's pitch dark. And I often worry about these horror movies where people peer through windows. And somebody could be looking through this window now, and I wouldn't know. So I'd be looking at it because the lights have gone off outside. Is he still there? Oh, don't. I don't like it because you feel as though you're being spied. Oh, that's nice. That's, that's where this is. This, this is Carolina, isn't it? Do you know, once you don't realise the force of nature. Anyway, so at the moment you've got the John Lewis advert, which is Bohemian Rhapsody, which has got a cast of about 100. This is prior, only, a, only 100 days away and a little bit, to their Christmas advert, which will be Elton John standing there with a dead hamster on his head, singing something about Christmas. I should imagine. Why would that tempt you to go to John... Oh, Elton John shops there. Why would you... That wouldn't tempt me. I'd be tempted by, you know, items that they've got on sale, but I wouldn't be tempted by... But you don't need to have... You don't need to waste five million quid when the staff are literally working their fingers to the bone. You know, and I mean the bone. You know, those sort of people would like a little bonus. 99% fall in profits, which is astronomical on the high street. I mean, that is serious trouble. And why is it? Because if you remember this week, I had a bit of a problem. Had to queue one person working in one department. And that was the department that covered bedding, towels, flannels... You know, stuff for the bathroom and the things. One person. She rang her little bell, but it didn't make any difference at all, I'm afraid. Uh, Also, uh, what was the other one I quite liked? 
Oh, yes, The X Factor. They need to get some big names on it because their ratings against the Strictly Dancing on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Splash Jump, you know, all of those sort of programmes, they're, they're sort of worried about it because they're doing twice as well as The X Factor. You know why it's not working on The X Factor? Because we like Simon, we like Louis Walsh, we like all the people on it, and now we're stuck with Robbie Williams and his boring wife and Louis Tomlinson, another one who speaks like a three-year-old. Uh, Sadiq Khan was told he looks like Philip Schofield. He said, I'd rather look like George Clooney, which, of course, would prompt people on certain programmes to go, oh, who do you think you look like? That'd be the sort of thing you'd have on the radio, isn't it? Oh, do you look like anybody famous? And I'd go, you look like Steve McQueen. You don't. I'll tell you, I'll tell you who you do look like. And oh, I can't tell you because it, it would sound rude. No, it would sound rude if I said it. So it's no, it's not. You know, it's not the kind of thing. Dumbo. It's um, okay. No, seriously, because of the ears, you know. And also, every time I see you, I always think of when I see an elephant fly. I always think of that. I don't know why. I always have to look at you. I used to have a producer once whose ears were sticking out, and he had to get them pinned back. There's a little operation you can have. I can do it for you now. And it's called. We get the stapler out and we go. <laughs> And then we pin your ears back to the side of your head again, which is good. Do you hear better, do you think, if your ears are pointing forward than if they're flat to the side of your head? I wonder. That's what... Oh, yeah, it's interesting. Because my hearing is... Yeah, well, my, hear, my hearing is not particularly brilliant, but I put that down to an age thing. You get to that age now where somebody says something and you go, oh, God, I didn't hear what they said, but I just go, yeah, OK. I've got no. I've said yes to more peculiar things in the last sort of year, and I don't know whether or not you should go and get your hearing checked every so often. I think perhaps I should really. Perhaps it's one of those sort of things as, as your entire body starts collapsing when you get to a certain age. Anyway, just in case you weren't aware, uh, we do take your texts and emails on this program because we're only here for a couple of hours as we wander through the Sunday papers. Uh, we'll have the news with uh, with Philip Krisikos later. He told me he listened to Janet Jackson. He's always very complimentary about me. One of these days he'll be saying to me, God, that was a terrible interview you did the other day. But uh, he's always very complimentary. So uh, we'll have him reading the news for us this morning. And, um, and Janet Jackson and Warwick Davis. Thank you. Uh, we'll be here. He was, he was lovely. He's lovely. Every time we've done him, and I think that's the third time, fourth time, might be the fourth time, actually. He was, he was great. He's always good value. He always smiles. He's got a lovely, he's got a winning smile, seriously. And then with Janet Jackson as well, who I'd never met before. And, uh, and that was lovely. You can hear that this evening at nine o'clock on LBC. Okay. That'll be something to look forward to a little bit later on. Um, uh, there's somebody here, which was, oh, that's right. The, uh, um, the Savid Javid, you know, Savid Javid. He says we've seized Sav Savid, Sad. Sajid Javid. Yeah, that's what I said. Well, he is Savid as far as I'm concerned. I know, but I'm just, I'm mispronouncing it deliberately. That's the whole point of it. So that people get angry and then they send in a text that boosts up my numbers. I'm not stupid. I know how to get an audience. So anyway, Svetlana Javid. And uh, he says we've seized 4,000 knives in one week. Yeah, only another 20 million to go then, so we're on the right uh, right pass. Lady Gaga on making the Streisand classic film, but it wasn't the Streisand classic film. Streisand came along a long time later with Chris Christopherson to make A Star Is Born, which was originally done by Judy Garland. And it was a great film, a great film. Hello, everybody. This is Mrs. Norman Maine. <laughs> it's a great film. You should watch it. It's a story about um, an actor who has a drink problem. Nothing new there. And uh, every version that's come out, they've always done it differently. When Streisand made hers with Chris Christopherson, it was uh, it was a rock chick 
movie. It was still about the same thing. She was just singing jingles and he was the big rock star and they got together and she, then she suddenly realised he had a drink problem. And exactly the same in the original Star is Born with Judy Garland and I can't remember the name of the man, but it'll come to me in a moment. And he he's a big star and she's not. And then all of a sudden he's sort of found drunk in venues and stuff like that. And people start taking to her. She She makes a film and they suddenly realise in the relationship in this film that she's becoming bigger than he is. He's becoming less of, of an interest and was almost a joke person to the press. And he was drunk everywhere. And he lurches up to an award ceremony when, when, when Vicky Leonard, which is the name of the character, um, he's Norman Maine, and he embarrasses her at an award ceremony on television. And so she's desperately in love with him. Now, this is nothing new. It's very easy to fall in love with somebody, but they have huge problems, either emotional, drugs or drink addiction. In this particular case, it was drink. And she supported him all the way through the film until in the end, he suddenly realises, and this film dates back, I don't know, it might date back to the 1940s or 50s, but he suddenly realised that he's holding her career back. So he does what would be considered, you know, a, a gentlemanly thing. He takes his own life. He walks into the sea. They have a house, I think, at Malibu. And he walks into the sea and she she goes to pieces. She can't work. She doesn't want to work. She has no intention of ever working again. She can't summon up the energy. She can't summon up. It's like having the most dreadful shock. And then you try and pull yourself back from the abyss to try and pretend that, you know, everything's all right. But inside, you're falling apart. There'll be loads of you who recognise this scenario and so the studio go round there and go listen we'd, we'd love you to do it. I don't want to do it I don't want to. she can't do it she cannot bring herself to do it and then somebody comes around from the studio and and he says there's an award ceremony tonight they'd love to see you there she said I'm not going he said why, why are you not ready you should be ready and dressed you know having to teach her to behave again she's like a child she sits curled up on the settee and he said he said to her he said you need to be ready and go, I'm not going. And she shouts at him and he says, listen, a fine example you are to Norman Maine. A fine example. And he, he literally pulls her apart and he says, listen, he would be so proud of you if you did this. You're letting him down. You're really letting him down. And it's, it's quite a weepy part of the movie. And he shames her. And she says, I'll go and get my dress. And so she goes and she gets ready. And then they, they have this huge award ceremony. I think it's like an Oscars in the, in the movie. And, um, and the bloke, bloke comes on and says, well, at this moment, we would have been having uh, What's-Her-Face to come on and present this award. But unfortunately, uh, Vicky cannot be with us tonight. And then somebody comes on and whispers. And he said, ladies and gentlemen, Vicky will appear. And all of a sudden, the curtains part. And there she is standing there. And this, well, I mean, weepy, box of tissues. And she walks forward to the microphone and he says, it's so nice to see you because she's been away from the from the business for a while because she couldn't cope with her husband's death. And he says, would you please say a few words? And she stands there in a white spotlight and she goes, hello, everybody. This is Mrs. Norman Maine. And everybody claps and it all finishes. It's lovely. It was like meeting Janet Jackson the other day because it was like talking to Michael. And I know that sounds really bizarre, but they both had... Little voices. She's, she's got a little voice. Michael would have been 60. Not, I mean, I can't believe it either. And uh, we had this conversation, but as with all my in-conversations, it's not question and answer. It's a conversation. It's just, it's like you're eavesdropping in a, in a pub or in a bar or over the, 
over the garden fence, over the garden wall or something like that. And that's what it was with her. We talked about a lot. We talked about her religion. We talked about, gosh, we talked about everything, where her inspiration comes from. And uh, she'd done, I think probably in one day, she must have done not far off, I don't know, 15 interviews. I would have thought she must have been completely barking mad by the end of it. Break? I always take breaks. But if I'm in the middle of a talk, I always think it doesn't really matter. I always set my own agenda on this programme, OK? And, and that's, that's why it works. It works because I can't just stop in the middle of a conversation. I have to, so I've got to be in the right frame of mind. You know, everything is sort of, you know, did I make myself cry by watching a DVD earlier on? No. So the programme might not be the same this morning. Normally I make myself cry before I come on air, so it puts me into the right frame of mind. So, you know, I'm a bit of an emotional cripple in that uh, respect. So I need that as my crutch. But uh, this morning I didn't watch that. I just watched Adina Menzel singing with these kids uh, from Frozen. And one little boy, he, he, he looks about 10 years old. He sings it n- nearly as good as she does. But really fantastic. Really fantastic. Anyway, listen, uh, we're going to take your texts and emails. 84850steve.lbc.co.uk And it's me and you till seven. And believe you me, it goes by really quickly. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Everybody, I don't know what, what's happening in London today. There's signs up with NFL all over the place, and I think there's something going. It's something to, some American thing. I don't know, whatever it is. It's but it's not happening till next week, is it? I don't think. Oh, it's in October. What's the point of worrying about it now? Why are we worried about NFL? Oh, it's not. It's just a lot of people running around with sort of helmets on, with visors, kind of thing, and. It's, it's the most dreary, boring thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, but you see, but that's what makes it different. You see, when I was younger, we used to play hockey and we did rugby at school and we did football. I didn't like football at all. If I was given the choice, I'd rather play hockey. But we always used to play it in the middle of the winter and it was freezing cold. And then they go NFL. Now, in America, NFL is absolutely huge. Over here, not as huge. But they'll, they'll probably sell out Wembley, I think, and it'll be all very exciting. And then the majority of us will just go... Well, of course, one in ten adults watch it. There's nothing else on the blooming television, is there, over there? They go, oh, it's the Super Bowl. Yeah, but they're stupid people. They don't know what's going on. They've got, oh, we have to, hello? Sort of, you know, you turn on the television, you go, oh, it's the Super Bowl. You know, people get really excited. How can you get excited over something like that? It's very dreary. Uh, Sula says, which version of A Star is Born do you think is the best? Well, actually, I like the Judy Garland and, and I like the Barbara Streisand. I'm interested to see, see the Lady Gaga one. How many more versions... Can they get? Uh, Danny says, can you ask James O'Brien on Mystery Hour if your ears work better stuck out? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think that's quite an interesting one, isn't it? I've often worried about things like that. Yep, you said it. R.I.P. Big Brother, says Ron. Started off OK when the people went in to have a laugh. Well, and no, the one thing that made it good in the beginning is that they, they didn't know about all the cameras. They knew they were being filmed, but they didn't know where the cameras were. So consequently, we got everything. We got everything. Now they know how to play it. So people go into the Big Brother house and they do their... You know, I mean, if, if you look back at the celebrities that we've had over the years, I say celebrities, we've had, you know, the usual bunch of no-hopers like Jade Goody, who was just an out-and-out racist. There was nothing funny in uh, effing and blinding at Shilpa Shetty. Nothing clever in that at all. Not helped by Danielle Lloyd and, um, and Joe Amira. It really, it really was the worst case I've ever seen. And so gradually there have been loads of these things. Shilpa Shetty just sort of sat there while Jade Goody let fire with an expletive written it was just it was terrible to watch jade goody obviously thought she was being very clever and thought that the country would back her up instead they burnt effigies off her they did everything it killed her career stone 
dead. It was just appalling. And we had exactly the same on Loose Women. Exactly the same with sort of Kim on there and Colleen Nolan. She shouldn't have walked off. She shouldn't have, you know, gone. She should have, you know, stood her ground. And I still maintain the producer should have fallen on his own sword because apparently it was a male producer. But, uh, you know, we'll wait and see. Uh, Also, the Mail Online, apparently reporting the BBC refused to televise Eugenie's wedding. as it'd be a ratings flop. Yeah, it's it's a good idea. Apparently, ITV are doing it. Well, of course, they'll be doing... I mean, nobody cares. I have to tell you now, if you were doing a survey, I mean, if the BBC say we're not doing it, and they're always up for a freebie, aren't they? I mean, they're, they're always up for a freebie. And so for them to say we're not bothering with her is the biggest snub she could ever have. But she won't care because ITV will, will cover it and uh, it'll be full of ad breaks. So that's how it, uh, that's how it works. Um, what have we got here? Oh, it's so good, says Jane. My boss has changed my day off from Wednesday to Sunday. So now I can hear you all the way through. You're particularly good on Sundays. Oh, are you? I'm sure. I think I was, I'm better on other days. Today, of course, it's not helped. We've got new boy producing. And uh, as I say, we've had to... Oh, God, honestly. You've never seen anything like it, you know. Are we doing this? I'll do this. I'll make you so proud of me and all this kind of stuff. Seriously, it's just, it's just almost embarrassing. You have. You have. That's what you say. And, of course, luckily, you don't have a voice on this programme. I could say anything I like. And you're... You can't. That's the thing you cannot do. Because it does not say Scottish boys half programme or anything like that. Martin says we've got a mini heat wave coming our way next week. What, here? Better not be. I don't want a heat wave. It was very hot yesterday. We were sitting outside this uh, this restaurant in Richmond called Gaucho's, which is terribly expensive. I mean terribly expensive. For four of us, I can't begin to tell you, but it was over £350. Which is, well, it's a steak place. They do Argentinian steak, so I suspect they came from cows down the road. And it was lovely. Don't get me wrong, it was lovely. But when you buy a steak there, you just get the steak. Everything else you've got to order. So you order mushrooms and all the rest of it. So it was, it was nice. We don't do it very often. We just do it every so often. Every so often. I mean, and never that much. We can normally get a family of seven to ten out of something like that. Uh, the wine was expensive but delicious. And it, you can always tell a delicious wine because it's very smooth. There's no sort of rough edges or anything. And I did have some wine. So we sat outside there in the heat. And you know me in the heat. I'm not particularly good in there. I can't help it. I just sort of sit there and everybody goes, do you want to move seats? Should we go and sit indoors or something? And I always go, no, no. I try and sit it out. But it, it does make me ill, actually. I drove some people from Chelmsford to Surrey Keys yesterday, says Ron. 45 miles. It took four hours. Yes, I know. Because half the family were coming to see me in Twickenham. Uh, it took them two hours on the motorway. It should be a, an hour and a few minutes. Uh, Pat says, I'm appalled. John Lewis are paying Elton John that amount for the Christmas advert. My sister-in-law works for their Oxford Street branch and works like a dog, in your own words. I mean, it's £5 million. Now, if that's what he's worth, then fair enough. I don't have a problem with that. I just think to myself, is it ri- why has it become so ridiculous? Why has it become that you have to pay people so much money? Why don't they go, um, well, sort of, have, we're offering a million, Elton. I mean, a million pounds. He doesn't need the money. So they're paying five million pounds. I mean, whether it's true, I don't know. Sometimes you get these things which are, you know, just sort of blown up out of all proportion. It's a lot of money, though, isn't it? Whereas I say, you know, if, if I see Elton John pushing a trolley around in there, perhaps it'll have Father Christmas going, ho, ho, ho. And uh, Elton pushing a trolley, throwing everything in there, going, it's marvellous. Look, they've got this, they've got that. And then he could perhaps go into a song, because that's, I'm assuming, how it's going to work. But it's a lot of money. Five million pounds. 
That, 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 that would actually keep a few partners quite happy over the festive season. But at the moment, it's not looking so great, is it? You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning. Nice to have your company. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. Uh, apparently, says Dallas, Elton's fairly well padded, so maybe he could play Father Christmas. Bit of added value for their five mil. Somebody says uh, five million for the hugely wealthy Elton job, but it doesn't come down to that. That's the, the, the key issue is not what they're paying him. The key issue is that they're 99% down on their turnover, which means that the partners will not be getting their Christmas bonus this year. They say, does John Lewis involve all the partners in their spending decisions? No, they don't involve them at all. Why would they? That's made by the management. The partners just share in the profits. The more successful a store is, the more money they get. Uh, uh, For some partners, managers of departments at Christmas, it can be thousands of pounds. But of course, as it's not working at the moment, uh, we don't know where we go from here. It's a little bit embarrassing. James Mason was Norman in A Star Is Born. Uh, Tony in Avignon, sur le pont. Sur le pont d'Avignon, l'audience, l'audience. Thank you. But uh, that, that's how it works, Holly. They don't, uh, they don't uh, involve partners in things like that. And uh, then somebody says, Nick Abbott allows his producer to talk. It's, you know that that's not real, don't you? You know that that's, he's, he's got... Oh, you must have realised this by now. His, his, he's got lots of key words on the computer and he just pushes the button and it makes it sound like the producer is talking. That's how it works. I'm surprised people haven't uh, sussed that one out at all. Uh, they were complaining about you last night. Apparently your producer left a ton of sweet wrappers under the studio desk. Why would I be leaving sweet wrappers under a studio desk? I'm not in the studio. And it must be the producer. Why would it be me? In fact, I've already sought legal advice on this. And uh, if necessary, I'll drag Nick Abbott into court for even daring to mention my name, sweet wrappers, when I'm a diabetic. Why would I be? And also, why would I be dropping sweet wrappers on the floor? I'm not even in the studio. The person who's in the studio where Nick Abbott is, is not me. I don't sit in the same studio. I'm a presenter. I have somebody do it for me, as they say. So, you know, Nick, and I heard him complaining because a friend of mine wrote to me and said, oh, Nick Abbott's just mentioned you. And I thought, he must realise I don't sit where he sits. I don't drive a desk. Heaven's above now. I'm, 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 I'm sort of, I sit this side. Completely different. And also, if I was eating sweets, which would be highly unlikely, I wouldn't be throwing wrappers under the desk. I'm in a dreadful slot. I'm one of the tidiest people in the building. Absolutely one of the tidiest people. I'm, in fact, I am so tidy, it's almost embarrassing. You could eat off the floor in this studio here. You could. It's so clean and so pristine. I hoover it before I start work. Didn't, didn't do it this morning because Matt was, uh, was in here. Have you noticed how he managed to weave in bird watching? into something of, uh, of addictions, which are good. Uh, talking about adverts, my favourite at the moment is the new Snickers advert with Elton. Better than the one with Mr Bean. I didn't like either of them. I really didn't like either of them. I, di- I, didn't, I didn't care. Listen, if that's what they, they pay for advert, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. That's not the beef. The beef is, is not that at all. The beef is, why are they using somebody like him? As if we're going to go, oh, John Lewis, Elton John's advertising, I'll go to John Lewis. I wouldn't think like that at all. I'd rather see... I don't know, actually. I'm trying to think. Who, who would you put on an advert that would encourage you to go somewhere? It certainly wouldn't be Elton John. Producer's not attractive enough, so that, that would be a bit of a downer. You've already told me that. You already said. When I said, oh, you know, we were, we were thinking of other jobs for him. You know, Tarmacker. Man who stands there with a board that's got Stop and Go written on it, turning it round. That's a very popular one. And, uh, or something which involved picking him up by his ears and sort of making him look like a Toby Jug. You know, but he said, no, I'm, I'm not good looking enough for that. And I thought, well, there you go. You said it. I never comment on things. Fancy commenting on your looks as if it makes any difference on radio. 
you know, the fact that, you know, if I, if I was good looking, you know, not going to give me a bigger audience, is it? It's going to give me exactly the same audience. Uh, so we've got the, the train in Welsh Wales, a locomotive or a loco. And they're all on it and they want to go to the toilet, as you do. I've got on a train. Some of the new southwestern trains, it's a long, long train. It's a long corridor. No toilets. No toilets. So if you want to go to toilet, you can't. You have to wait till you get to a station. Are there any toilets at the stations? No. Richmond Station, I tried to use the other day, closed. I mean, honestly, you know, for people who are incontinent or people who want to do injections or things like that, it's ridiculous. Why does it take us about ten times as long as any other country to get something done at the moment? So they're on this, this train in Welsh Wales, a loco, and they went on the toilet. Oh, I've got a toilet. So it pulls into the station and they go, oh, there's a toilet here, you can go to the toilet. So they all get off, not all of them, but I mean, a few people get off and go to the toilet. And the train pulls out without them. So they're left stranded on the station. They really were going loco in Welsh Wales. Will, Will Guyatt enjoyed the Janet interview too. Will Guyatt's uh, wife, who has had the baby. We've, we've had the baby now. Now begins the, you're never going to get any more sleep anymore. You're going to be spending the rest of your life going, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. My friend Rich is in exactly the same way. Six weeks away from his wife giving birth. And I said, you won't get any sleep at all. So at the moment, he's decorating the, the nursery and stockpiling clothes and things like that. Because you suddenly realise there's an awful lot of clothes that little ones get through. Not only that, but you've got to decide, you know, what sort of feed there is. What sort of nappies do we use? You know, terry toweling nappies. Do we use throwaway nappies? What do you do? What do you do? Then you've got to go out and buy all the cream and everything else. The Johnson's baby lotion. And uh, and the other Johnson's because I can remember well actually I can't remember I think I've seen a picture of sort of you know lying there where you start naked and your mum's sort of giving you dusting powder you know that um, that uh, Johnson's baby powder I used to love the smell of that it was almost like sort of like a cloud in the bathroom they go and put it all over and then they rub cream into your bottom and everything. oh that was last week they um, so they then sort of do all these sort of things and you think to yourself it's quite nice being a baby because you've got no idea about tax no idea about unemployment no idea about Brexit in itself a bonus uh, you don't know anything but the one thing you will be listening to is that nice man on the radio Steve Allen and those other nice people on the radio on LBC and that's why as mums get up in the morning Charlie Girling had exactly the same when she was uh, having a second she was up all the time just the right time for my programme, which which sorted me out fine, as far as I'm concerned. 84850, steve at uk. I did hear about the story. Norman Brennan tweeted about the... Was it the police officer who used the phrase whiter than white? A totally non-racist phrase. And it could be... I mean, do you remember years ago? Was it years ago we had... Um, we had... Um, somebody who was complaining about some biscuits that were nicked from a tin in a police station. That was nearly a major incident. Honestly, get over themselves. It's dreadful. But uh, apparently, don't don't mind, says Will Guyatt. She's calmed by your voice, but she cried through, through Matt Stadlin's show. <laughs> Bird watching, I should imagine. Bird watching. There you go, Matt. It's uh, it's only on the Steve Allen show where people have got calming voices. Lend them your voice. Steve, instead of Elton, you get the five million. Great conversation to make you happy. I wouldn't want five million. I really wouldn't. I don't think, you know, I mean, it'd be nice to have five million, wouldn't it? I don't know what I'd do with it. I can't think of, I think I'd be a philanthropist. That's what I'd do. I'd be a philanthropist. I'd be one of those people scouring the papers every day to find a story that you could help out. You know, a couple that, you know, something's happened, some disaster, and then you think, I can help these people out. 
I was in, when we were in Richmond yesterday, we were going back to the car. £12 for four hours to park in Richmond. I'll tell you, you need to take out a second mortgage. Uh, Nick Knowles was coming back from the last retreat, which is the restaurant. I've only just worked out exactly where the last retreat is, which is this vegan restaurant. And he was very smart in a blue suit. And as he, we, we passed on the crossing and it wasn't until he got level with me. I suddenly realised it was Nick. And by that time it was too late. And so I went, Nick, this sort of plaintive little voice in the wilderness. But uh, that's where Nick Knowles was yesterday in, uh, in Richmond. But I can't believe this senior Met officer could actually be uh, sacked for using this... Uh, this la- It's not racist at all. I've never really been so stupid in my entire life. What have we turned into? What have we turned into? We've turned into a country of mamby-pambies. Uh, the Sun on Sunday. Ant McPartland's wife leaves risk to file for divorce for his, um, for his alleged adultery. Uh, Lily Allen, who's put up everywhere, talking about, you know, because she's selling a book. She's selling a book. I was a bit disappointed. Uh, you know, this row over something. I can't remember what it was. It was so boring. I just sort of thought, oh, God, please leave it. Because when you come up with a book and they go, can you do your autobiography? They go, oh, right. So what, what sort of celebrities can we put in there? And you rattle off a load of celebrities. Just remember, you've got to prove it. Because if you can't prove it, it's just hearsay. And it doesn't work the same way. But shamed uh, Roxanne Pallet has handwritten a letter of apology to Ryan Thomas. Sorry, darling, it's not working. They're not, they're not interested. Couldn't care less. Could not care less. I mean, let's face it. If she wanted to apologise, she could have picked up a telephone and called him. No, it's as simple as that. You know, if I, if I was going to apologise to somebody, <laughs> as if, you know, then, you know, you'd pick up a telephone. You don't write a letter. And as I keep reminding you all, she's not a child. She's 35 years old. 35 years old. Uh, Cheryl's 18-month-old son, Bear, wears a chic top-knot hairdo. Oh, he's been pictured with his mother. God, blimey, that's a first, isn't it? After all these weeks of me banging on about... I'm sorry, you do have the child, don't you, dear? You know, do you have a, a pram, full head of hair, which is lovely, and uh, had a day out. That's two months after the split from Liam Payne. But uh, at least we've seen the baby. Well, we've seen the back of its head, which is just about the same. And then a picture of Rianne Sugden. My God, I didn't realise till I saw a picture of Rianne Sugden how different she looks with no makeup. Unrecognisable. Seriously, you look at her and, and you start wondering, actually, and, uh, you know, whether or not... Because she's not famous for anything. She's famous for stitching people up. That's what she's famous for. And then you see her without makeup and you suddenly realise, dear God in heaven, they trowel it on for you, love, don't they? I'm not surprised. Even I mean, if you put this picture up in the paper and said to people, who's this? Nobody'd know. Plain, dull, bad hair, even worse roots. But uh, she was uh, she was partying with her pals in Turkey. So she stays there, actually. It's uh, during her hen party. But if you, you have a look at the picture in the sun today, you'll be going, who is that? You won't know who she is at all. Uh, Michael Caine is no middle-class prude, but uh, he used the C word in this latest film. Bit up, bit unhappy about that. I didn't like it when Julie Andrews got her boobs out. Some years ago, I was, I was a bit, bit depressed by that. I don't think people should do things like that, you know, getting your bits out. It's unnecessary. And it was Julie Andrews. So then she was Mary Popouts. That's what they used to call her. And uh, Take Me Out host has Nookie with Christine. This is dreary old Christine McGuinness. I mean, honestly, I tell you what, Paddy, you've unleashed a mad thing here. She thinks she's really it. She's, you know, she's the be- she's boring and dull on the Housewives of Cheshire. They really are a horrible bunch of people. I've never known anybody argue so much and so badly. They're quite evil. They've got evil-looking faces. They're really bad, troweled on makeup. And, oh, I saw a girl walking towards me the other day in, where was it, Twickenham. She must have been about 12 or 13. Quite tubby, 
with a crop top on. A crop top at that age. What mother lets their child go out looking like that? Dreadful, dreadful. Uh, also, the poor kids. There's one thing I've always worried about. That's being stuck on a big dipper. And this one, they, they got stuck for two hours. Well, I would have literally... I'd, I'd, I don't know what I've done. I mean, I, I feel ill thinking about it. I'm not good on heights. I stood on a chair the other day to change a bulb in the bathroom. And then I felt quite giddy. I, I stood up there and put the bulb in. And I was, oh, not good at that. Not good at that at all. But these uh, these kids were stuck 50 foot up in the air. And they had to get them... To, I mean, I've seen... Have you seen some of these big roller coasters in America? And they've got a thing that you can walk... I mean, I've only got to think about it and I feel ill. Seriously. So no chance of me getting on a big dipper and then them going, uh, right, we're, we're going to come and get you. Put your foot on the ladder. No chance. No ch- You get a helicopter in, you lower down a thing, a strap, and you lift me off it. And that's the only way I'm getting off here. There's no chance. In Sorrento, listening to you, can't get through the day without my fix. Still learning how to use the, uh, the smartphone. Well, listen, you're not alone. I can't use a smartphone. I don't know how to. I don't even have the, uh, the app. I can't even listen back to myself because I don't know how to do it. But it doesn't matter, does it? Because you, you can tell me all about the programmes. It's so much easier. Do you want a time check? Why not? Sunday morning, 13 minutes to six. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to have your company, to have your company uh, nice. Steve, uh, the advert with Elton John's embarrassing. Well, he hasn't done it yet. He hasn't done it. They've got to wait till... I think it's going to be filmed near Christmas time, and then you'll get sort of the rest of it. I just don't know why they want to pay somebody that much money. Seems a huge amount, doesn't it? Uh, anyway, I'm pretty sure Whiter Than White, Steve, had its uh, origins in the cleaning industry. Um, I don't know. Persil washes whiter than white and it shows. I don't know. I can't remember. But you might be right. But apparently it's racist. But if it's absolutely not racist, that's a stupid thing now. But uh, I think you might be right. It might be uh, it might be something to do with washing. <laughs> How? I've got no idea. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking on it and trying to work out whether it would be something like... And I think it is whiter than white. Is that... Yeah, it could be. Uh, so here's the passenger train... None of the toilets work. Isn't that annoying when you go and stand there and it's got engaged on the toilet and you're so desperate, so desperate. And then and then you, you get off to go to the loo and then the, tra- the train pulls out without you. I'd be furious, absolutely furious. Anyway, apparently Arriva Trains says, uh, uh, we are sorry for the upset and inconvenience caused by the issue. We're carrying out a full investigation into the circumstances surrounding the event and our customer relations team have been speaking to passengers directly. I mean, what is there to speak about? We got off the train, we went to have a wee, we came back, the train had gone. What, what is there to speak about? That can take about a minute. It's a minute. Anyway, uh, the stranded girl's pals waited at the next station, ten miles away, in a place called Ferryside. It's a bit, a bit embarrassing, isn't it? Because some people were in the, in, in the loo and they heard the whistle being blown. <whistles> that, and then you go, no, no. You have to quickly run, don't you? Not so good, not so good. Do you know that the cold weather kills more people than the roads? Did you know that? People always say, oh, the roads are dangerous. And I go, actually, they're not really. They're really not. Lily Allen has come f- clean uh, about her fling with Liam Gallagher when he was still married to Nicole Appleton. I mean, is it really... Does it really matter? I know people are selling selling books, and I understand how it works, but for goodness sake, honestly. Oh, it's a nice picture, actually. And it's uh, Longleat Estate in Wiltshire, 170 balloons in the air at the same time. I love balloons. I've never been in one. I don't want to go in one, thank you. 
I, I really, I'm not remotely interested. Nothing would get me up in a balloon. Well, suspended in a basket un- underneath something that's being heated by a huge flame. No, thank Amazing view. I sent a drone up there. What do I want to see an amazing view for? I don't want to see it. There's no experience at all. Producer's mad. He's sort of, he's a simpleton. I mean, for Christmas, you know, the best thing you could probably buy would be a DVD of people ballooning. Here's us in the basket. Here's the basket going up. Oh, look, now the balloon's got a hole in it and now it's come down again. Not very exciting at all. Steve, if you think that was expensive parking early this year when I was in Brisbane, says Simon, I thought I'd surprise a friend and turn up in his work, but it was me who got the surprise when I went to pay the parking. 80 Australian dollars, which at the time was about 50 quid. I should never complain about London parking prices ever again. You know that you know where, where, where people get caught out? The airports. Short-term parking, long-term parking. Always check you're in the right one. Somebody came back, they, they put their car in the short-term car park because they were only away for three days or something like that. They didn't realise. They got a bill for about 600 quid or something. It was absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I tell you what I keep seeing in the... Uh, I keep seeing um, all these celebrities who keep being questioned by the police over various misdemeanours. And quite a little little cast list we've lined up. So Big Brother gets axed. Uh, one of the most cringeworthy tasks was 2006. That was George the Cat Galloway uh, licking cream from Rula Lenska's hand. He now turns up on television with a hat on all the time. It's most ridiculous. Uh, also, Mikozy, you remember, and, and the eventual winner, Anthony Hutton, they got steamy in the, in the bath, in the, in the swimming pool kind of thing. I don't think you're supposed to do things like that. But anyway, Mikozy asked for a pregnancy test, saying she was 90 or 100% sure she was pregnant. Good news was she wasn't. Uh, American reality TV cast member Tiffany Pollard had a breakdown when Angie Bowie announced that her ex-husband David had died. But uh, she, she thought they meant David Guest. Oh, as I say, they all lose sense of reality. Vanessa Feltz, would Vanessa like to come to the diary room? No, I won't, she said. She blamed the humiliation, everybody hating her. Jade Goody's racist remarks. And, um, you know, that was just... It was the most foul language I'd ever seen. It was ghastly. Uh, Lotan Carter, a hot-headed stripper who nobody's ever heard of. Uh, started a full-on brawl. Had to step in. Uh, nasty Nick Bateman. He's disappeared completely, hasn't he? Um, Christopher Biggins was one of the oldest contestants to move into the Big Brother house. He went on to make a series of shocking remarks, but uh, he was evicted in his underpants. But he won the I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here, didn't he? Everybody loved Biggins on that. He's great. He's doing pantomime this year, of course. Michelle Bass. I mean, whatever happened to her? Her career disappeared completely. Because uh, she was with Stuart Wilson under the table for a raunchy lovemaking session. Ugh, 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 disgusting. And uh, the moment was a huge talking point, did they, didn't they? The relationship didn't last, ending a year after they left the show. Uh, the most uh, volatile was Nikki Graham, who became famous for her tantrums. She would stand there going, it doesn't, it doesn't work, it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Oh, it's working. <laughs> she was trying, which was hilarious. But uh, she had a romance with uh, the Tourette sufferer Pete Bennett, who went on to win the show. So uh, there's been loads of people on there, but bearing in mind, most of these were quite some while ago. So who have we got at the moment? No, Rodrigo Alves dropped out. The... Get out. Get out. Piece of filth, honestly. Roxanne Pallet, you lied. You tried to bring somebody down. Out. You were seen through. We had to get rid of her, and hopefully she didn't get any money out of it whatsoever, which is all good news. Um, the latest Apple gadget. Perfect if you're on the move. I bet um, I bet Will Guy will have one of those. I'm debating whether to buy the phone. I probably won't. I probably won't buy the new phone. It's too much money. 
I mean, it seriously is. I mean, it's just like a load. It's about £1,500, isn't it? It's not that I don't have £1,500. It's just that I don't have £1,500 to waste. Especially when I've got a telephone which works perfectly well. Uh, the secret in the Sunday people today of Ada and Robbie's happy marriage. Who cares? Who ca- I couldn't care less. The, the secret is we've got loads of money. We live in a huge house. Sorry, houses. And that's it. Boy from Stoke-on-Trent does well. Anything else you can talk about? Not really. Michael Watson, the disabled ex-boxer, blames broken Britain. He was attacked in a carjack, which is not very good. And here's little attention-seeking Helen Flanagan with her baby in the water, posing with her photographer. Because otherwise, what do you think? Somebody on the beach is taking a picture and then sells it to the newspaper. Certainly not, thank you very much indeed. Prue Leith admits she prefers savoury and has no passion for cakes. Which, actually, I'm a bit like that. I'm more savoury than sweet. I'll eat a piece of cake, not a huge piece of cake. If I'm going to have anything, it would be... Actually, it's quite a few of them, actually. Lemon drizzle. I like lemon drizzle. What's he going to do? I love the way you think you're involved in these conversations. What are you sitting there going, yeah, ooh, big up the... Like, you're in, in sort of, like you think you're involved in this. Why do you sit there thinking you're part of this show? I don't understand how this is working. I mean, could you sort of drop the... T- I'm feeling a bit like Nick Abbott. Could you just disappear underneath the table? That's better. We can still see you, but, you know, I'll have to live with that. I can still see you. I could try to hide behind a screen. He's always, He starts chipping in and go, oh, yeah, I really like that. And you think, what do you do? I mean, how does that work? I could see you hiding there, honestly. What was that joke about? Was it Elmer Fudd who was trying to get that damn wabbit? And they said, I could still see you. Could you just go in another room or something? <laughs> He's quite mad, you know, honestly. Makes, I feel quite normal compared to him. Oh, it's the time for the news, isn't it? Oh, we managed... Oh, clever you! Managing to push the buttons whilst not being seen. So it all started so well as we head towards the news at six o'clock for Justin Welby. And then it got worse and worse and worse and worse. People called him a hypocrite and stuff like that. Tough guy, uh, Charles Bronson, not his real name. He's changed his name so many times. According to his ex-wife... There was a reason for it. She was uh, another one who just sort of came from nowhere and started popping up, talking like she knew him or something. It's all very dreary. She's described him as a big girl's blouse. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. (laughs) Wouldn't want to be you, sweet pea. Uh, Harrods Grotto, invitation only, Raoul. I'd love to go to that. And um, what was the other one? Oh, yes, if you want to get the girl, speak quickly. I'll give that advice to somebody who needs it. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Sunday morning, three minutes past six, Steve Allen's early breakfast. It is nice to have your company, to have your company very nice. Last week uh, on the programme, we were offering a holiday to Mexico as part of our Make Some Noise. And uh, let me tell you that this coming week, starting tomorrow, don't want to miss the programme tomorrow morning. I think I'm the first one to offer this particular prize. I can't tell you what it is. Otherwise, I'll be drummed out of the brownies. Steve, whiter than white was used in Shakespeare in the 1500s in Adonis, says Dion. I've just, I've just never thought it's whiter than white. You know, I don't, I don't see how that's racist. Some people just see things that aren't actually there. Uh, Steve, I'm surprised Big Brother wasn't axed when Kinger did something untowards with a wine bottle. We do remember. There's always been these desperate people, but luckily they actually disappear afterwards and we don't ever have to see them ever again. There were some disgusting people on there. I mean, it's difficult to pick out one which you would think would be the worst thing on, on Big Brother. I can't think of anything off the top of my head which would sort of shock me. I mean, even this last one here when they sort of put people in and call them celebrities, you know, the like of that thug Dan Osborne. 
you know, threatened to knife his ex-girlfriend. Charming, isn't it? And that's apparently a celebrity in this day and age. Domestic violence. Oh, let's applaud it, shall we? Rodrigo Alves, a, a sad, tragic person who needs more medical help than you could ever imagine. And a load of other desperately sad people. You know, Chloe Ayling, the model who sort of was abducted and taken away, apparently is now a celebrity. How? I can't imagine. But there you go. I would have thought, actually, all these people, if they had half a brain cell, would stay well clear of these sort of things. But people are so desperate nowadays, aren't they, to be famous. What do you want to be? Famous. What do you want to be famous for? Nothing. Just want to be famous. And so they get their picture taken. Then they end up like poor Jordan. Flat broke. Although she was out uh, with her photographer the other day while she loaded up with loads of bags. I mean, I think she owed... Well, the papers can't get it right. She either owes 250000 500000 hundred whatever it is. She's got no work. They're not going to touch her on loose women because she talked about cocaine. And you can't have that. That would just be the stupidest thing ever. And uh, she's got no other work. I don't know what she can possibly do. The ex-husband's all hate her. She doesn't have the children, except she might have Harvey with her. But as she spends most of her time boozing up abroad with the latest boyfriend, who apparently has got money, whereas his parents, according to the papers, and you never know what to believe, have said that he needs to stay well away from her. Because uh, she's just poison. She can't help it. It's just the way she's been brought... She's always been brought up to think that, you know, she's right. The price is always right. And she sits there and Loose Women gave her this platform to drone on about her ridiculous existence. And now it's all backfired badly. So uh, I suspect that they'll end up having to sell the house. And um, and they won't get very much for it. They, they keep saying it's a £2 million house. Like they keep saying, she spent her fortune of £43 million. It's a good story, but it's not true. It's blatant lies, I'm afraid. Uh, also, if you want to get a girl, speak quickly. There you go. Uh, you look very good. You have to do that. Apparently, that, so, I think basically because people then go, I'm sorry, what did you say? I don't know. I haven't read the story yet. I'll get round to it. English sparkling, sparkling wine, more expensive than some champagnes, but it's supposed to be quite good. Supposed to be quite good. The BBC paying the Desert Island DJ via a private firm. This is Lauren Laverne. A twisted web going on there, I think. Uh, also, Lee Ryan. There's something odd about it. He's not the full ticket. I'm telling you now. He's, uh, he's wiggled out of the Strictly Cursed claim. The person he's dancing with, he's pictured with his arms round her waist. I'm sorry, this is supposed to be a professional relationship. But Lee Ryan, whose mental age is probably a lot less than his playing age is saying to his latest girlfriend, who's very young, no, there's nothing going on here. I wouldn't trust him as far as I could throw him. He tells lies. OK. Thousands of hard-up students on Sugar Daddy websites. I'd never even heard of this. Producer knows all about it, though, and was telling me that uh, this is where people go and you can either, you know, be friendly with somebody or something else. I mean, why have we got so many hard-up students at the moment? I thought, I mean, we know that students drink a lot and take drugs. And, uh, and they basically, you know, I, I think they, they, they kind of leave it to the last minute. And they get round to doing studying. But uh, then, because they're all desperate, aren't they? So they go on escorting work, which is what these sugar daddy websites are. It's people looking for company. And they're willing to pay for it. Because students always need money. And they go, oh, it's all right, nobody will ever find out. Ah, yeah, right. Like the girl who just went into Big Brother. Turned out she wrote racist stuff, including the N-word, which is what Rodrigo Alves used a few times in Big Brother. Took him a while to cotton on to what a vile racist he really is. And, um, and this particular girl had made some stuff, then deleted it quickly. Too late. They found it and they kicked her out of the house. You know, amazing. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Uh, also here, somebody says... Uh, 
Uh, I'm surprised Big Brother wasn't axed before. Yeah, I mean, it's, listen, it's it's clung on, but I think people, you know, people have, have seen the way it goes. People have, have worked out exactly what the format is. You know, first of all, you have a row or you try and keep yourself to yourself. And then you've got to be careful because of the way they edit it. They might not show you very much on the editing, in which case the public forget you're actually on there. I think people sit in the toilets of the train in order to use it as a seat instead of standing all the way to London, says Sally. Oh, I'd bang on the door. Get out! I would. I'd be very shouty-shouty. I'm sorry, if you need to go to the toilet, you need to go to the toilet. But you're right, some people... Some people I'm convinced as well that some people, some people do that. Uh, I've been watching Wonderlust with Tony Collette. I think she's a great actress. And uh, somebody complained she was a diva. <laughs> Certainly wasn't when she was with me. She couldn't have been more down-to-earth. Than I'd ever everybody. I don't you know, people will say, Oh, so and so's a diva. Well, they're putty in my hands when I get them into the studio. I mean, seriously. We're just having a nice chat. I'm not bothered about people being diva. There's no point in being a diva. What's the point of being a diva with me? I'm the one doing the interviewing. Well, actually I don't like calling it interviewing. Exactly, and I'm a bigger diva than most people, you know. That's what I'm, you know, that's how I'd su- survive. Everybody does it. But I've I've learned as I get a bit older, I really can't care. Couldn't care less now about things. Uh, another one here. There's going to be, uh, says Damien, a ride-along, the M25, starting at Thurrock Services, in tribute to Burt Reynolds. God. Featuring big American trucks, Harley-Davidson bikes, 70s sports cars. Spectators are encouraged to get to a motorway bridge to watch. How many are there? There's going to be loads and loads of them. A friend of mine collects Harley-Davidson's. I, you wouldn't get me on one. It wouldn't get me on one at all. I've 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 seen this thing. It's a make a lot of noise. A lot of no, I just wouldn't uh, I wouldn't straddle a Harley Davidson. I couldn't do that anywhere. I feel ill even thinking about it. I'm obviously getting worse. I get older. I'm getting a bit a bit fragile. Excuse me. Ah, delicious. Uh, so Lovejoy and Emmerdale character. Oh, it was Emmerdale, wasn't it? Dudley Sutton has died, aged eighty-five. He's been in loads of things. EastEnders, uh, a porridge Christmas special. Uh, Spandau Ballet's Gary Kemp says, Farewell Dudley, one of our greats and a charming man. And um, he was, he'd been in, uh, in a London, <coughs> excuse me, a London hospice uh, since July. Since July. So, uh, 85 he was. I liked him. I loved him in Lovejoy. But then I, I liked the whole of Lovejoy. Meeting Ian McShane was a big thrill for me. Oh, look! Look in the papers. Brooklyn Beckham's taken a photograph. How rivetingly dull and boring. But there you go, he's the son of somebody. And um, he was spotted snapping away in the front row at somebody called Pam Hogg's runway show in Mayfair. I don't know if she's a pilot or something like that. No idea. Uh, Lee Ryan insisted his relationship with stunning dance partner Nadia is nothing but strictly professional. Yeah, right, whatever, dear. She's desperate for attention. Desperate for attention. And uh, she has history. She has history. Uh, also, um, what's the other one? Oh, yes, the Wonga bid by the church. The Archbishop of Canterbury is expected to lead a not-for-profit bid to buy the £400 million loans left by collapsed payday lender Wonga. I'm sorry, is this the church? What are you getting involved with this sort of stuff for? I thought you were supposed to be encouraging people to sort of, to sort of, you know, look to God. Not go to Wonga. I mean, I don't, I don't quite understand why you, the church get involved with it. It's nothing to do with you. Mind your own business. Keep your beaky nose out of it. Worry about dwindling congregations. Worry about people turning away from religion. Not about payday loans. I told you, it's a business now. They don't care, do they? Not very good. A memorial at the grave of a gangster called Paul Mr Big Massey. By Mr Big, they mean basically dead. 
and has been smashed up. People used hammers. Uh, this is... Uh, he was shot five times with a submachine gun outside his home in Salford. He was branded Mr Big during a council meeting, was jailed for 14 years for stabbing a man in the groin. He stood as a candidate... But uh, Louise uh, Lydiate, mum of the gangster's kids, said the grave side attack was too upsetting to talk about in detail, but described it as disgusting. Well, obviously somebody didn't like him. I can only guess at that one. But um, they say here, Mr Mr Massey, uh, he, his funeral was attended by hundreds of people, but after the service, one of the mourners was attacked at the graveside. Oh, dear, honestly. Makes you so glad you're not in certain parts of the country, doesn't it, really? I feel immensely sorry for a traffic warden. This was one who was kicked and stamped in the head by thugs who ambushed him for his moped. Do you know what I think we should do? Equipped uh, traffic wardens with guns. Little handguns. I'm sorry, you're going to do what? Take the bike? Pfft, I don't think so. <laughs> these, these tow rags, there's nothing you can do about them. You're just kind of stuck with them. Shocked witnesses saw the thugs taunt and laugh as they put the boot in. I mean, it's just truly atrocious. And then uh, on... Footage of the attack posted on social media. An onlooker is heard shouting, Oi, you're on camera, man. What are you doing? The two yobs wheel the bike away. I'd be after them breaking their legs like there was no tomorrow. I would be chasing after them. Heart attack or no heart attack. But uh, the uh, the warden's been to hospital and there's a picture of him being kicked. It's just these people need taken out and stringing up. What are we putting up with it for? Excuse me, where is the mayor? Hello, Mr. Mayor. Are you doing anything? Or should I go, Mr. Mayor? What are you doing, mate? What are you doing? I mean, this is getting worse and worse and worse. And so far, nothing. Absolutely nothing at all. Not doing it. This was in Birmingham, admittedly. But we got exactly the same thing in London. What are they doing about it? Nothing. Nothing. God, it does make me mad. It really does. I mean, who'd want to be either a police officer or, you know, a postman? Or, you know, you see all these dreadful things that happen to people. Or a producer on my show. You know, I mean, all these different things, you know, which could sort of get you into dreadful trouble. Yeah, or even assistant producers. We don't talk about assistant producers because they're dull. Nobody talks about assistant producers. It's a case of there is the stepladder. You're not even on the first rung. And it's only a small stepladder. It's not a big stepladder. It's a little stepladder. Look down here somewhere. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, does it? No, it doesn't matter. Why would it matter? God, if you worried about things like that, you wouldn't get out of bed in the morning. Or the afternoon. And, you know, you'd sort of... You'd, you'd be thinking of different things. Uh, so, uh, Eva Simpson talking about uh, Bish Bash and a lot of old tosh. And this is the uh, Justin Welby at the TUC conference. Good riddance to b -b bad rubbish. And that's Big Brother. And uh, what was the other one that I quite liked? I quite liked uh, trolls being brutal. But then all you do is you just report them to the police. Let the police deal with it. You know, let them lose their, their jobs. Get them get them in the newspapers. That's the best thing to do. I want to go to North Korea. I've decided. North Korea is the place to go because there's a Kim Jong-un museum. He's got things that we haven't seen for donkey's years. <laughs> people. And because uh, he mainly has them all shot. Do you remember all those people who used to be shot in North Korea? Just, you know, just for his pleasure. One man fell asleep during one of his extremely boring speeches. They took him out and executed him. What? Goodness sake. Steve, to help poor Katie Price, perhaps Poundland could approach her for their Christmas advertising campaign. Her singing a Christmas favourite while the camera pans across selected toot would be very, uh, very apt, says Markin Hayes. Yes, I think so. I think so. But the trouble is because everybody hates her. You know, all this sort of, oh, you know, I'm a great mother and all the rest of it. So she might be, but she's not a businesswoman. Never was, never could be. Never had £43 million, because that would be a load of old rubbish. 
and she'd be living in the lap of luxury, but she's never lived in the lap of luxury. The house was cheap, million pound. Cheap for somebody who'd worked that long in the business. Cheap. Mind you, you need to spend about 300000 to get it back to scratch again. Anybody who buys that dump, they've kind of got their work cut out. You can't use the swimming pool, can't use the tennis court, because she never used the swimming pool, and she never used the tennis court. She just sort of sat there being like a blob. You know, marrying various blokes. And then the moment she got bored with them and found somebody else, she ditched them. So at the moment, she's currently cheating on her husband because she's still married. But uh, there you go. No money in the pot. Ha, 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 ha. It's uh, 17 minutes past six. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Welcome to Sunday on LBC. Uh, Dudley also starred with Bette Davis in the 72 film Madam Sin. I like, you know when you see people on the television, and we've all seen actors and, and actresses, and we've, we've lost a few this week, I hasten to add, and, and you think, you look nice. You look, I did meet an actress some years ago, I was obsessed with years and years ago. When she came in, she wasn't as tall as I wanted her to be. I was a bit disappointed. It was, sort of, it was one of those schoolboy crush kind of things. And, and I met this, uh, this actress who was a model as well, and, and she was so different to how I thought she was going to be. But when I saw Dudley Sutton, I just liked him. He just looked as though he was a, a natural actor, like Liz Fraser, you know, and I just, oh, I don't know, you just sort of, I, I don't like losing people, not on this programme anyway, So especially as most of them seem to turn out to be listeners. Uh, Steve, um, I think it should have ended when Channel 4 finished. Old and stale now, this is Big Brother, just full of Z-less wannabes. But they all say the same, it's like The Apprentice. We've all sat there and they're going, here are they, here they are. And so they stick some old soak somewhere in a very expensive suit and immediately we're supposed to believe what they say. And then you suddenly realise when you watch this programme, half these people are thick as bricks. Alan Sugar must be sitting there going, do these people go through the education system? Because they really are so dumb. They don't know how to organise anything. I mean, they, they're just the worst ever. I could probably give it to my assistant producer this morning and he could probably manage it. Not you. Another one. He, he could probably manage it a little bit better. What do you mean looking around like you can't see him? Hi. I love the way you can't see people I see. Is that big, tall, six-foot white rabbit in there with you? No. You see? Why can you not see things I can see? <laughs> Need to drink the tea I'm drinking, mate, I tell you. He said to me, do you, do you mind if I go and get my tuna bake? Have you ever heard of such a thing? A tuna, have you seen the size of tuna? Tuna are like six foot long. They're absolutely massive. He comes in with a little tin. A little tin thing. Ridiculous, honestly. I'm going to have my tuna bake because this is my breakfast. Who eats tuna for breakfast? That is just horrendous. You know, for breakfast you have what I have. Scrambled egg on toast, sausages. It's not dinner. It's 25 past six in the morning. You don't have stuff like that. Well, I know, but you don't have fish for sort of for breakfast. Not when you're meeting up later. You know, you don't sort of... That's just horrid. You should have egg or sausages... Yeah, you should have sausages or, or bacon, mushrooms, anything but black pudding. Ugh, disgusting. Should you have a haircut? No, don't get... What hair? What hair? You haven't got any hair. That's it. That's it. You have, you'd have that hair cut. What for? Because it's falling in your eyes, your eyebrows. Not for, make it look nice. No chance. You won't better make that. You haven't got enough time. There's not enough hours in the day. Make that look nice. No, just leave it the way it is. It'll be over very quickly. Uh, a lot of people telling me about films that Dudley Sutton starred in. I'm pleased, actually. I'm really pleased that you know who he is. Because I thought that was good. Uh, did you ever talk to Michael Jackson? No, a friend of mine was his PA. Remember Rob, Rob Goldstone? He was, uh, he was Michael's PA when Michael was in Australia. 
So you got to know him very well. I'd love to have met him. I'd love to have met him. Jackie says, I think you'll find people love a royal wedding. And we're watching Eugenie's. If only to pick holes in everything. Well, the BBC have dropped it. They're not interested. She's not of any interest to them. And so ITV will probably run with it. Who cares? Seriously, I mean, it's just... She doesn't do any work. It's not like she contributes to the royal family. It's not like you're talking about the Queen or Princess Anne or something like that. You're talking about Eugenie, Andrew, bone idol Andrew, uh, you know, with the mother called Sarah Ferguson. And we know about the toe-sucking. And that interview is still worth, well worth watching on YouTube. I have to be honest, I told somebody about it the other day. Uh, Jenny says, The whiter than white meaning beyond reproach, purity, cleanliness, was used by Jesus against the, the Pharisees, you hypocrites, you whitewashed walls, pure white linen, and sometimes headbands at Egyptian funerals, rites and festivals, Roman togas dazzling and whitened with chalk. Even today's non-virgins wear traditional white. Our language, history and development should not be pilloried for perceived racism, says Jenny. There was, that was a thing, though, wasn't it? There was no racism. In fact, I can't even remember who was the one who complained about it. Very annoying. Really, very, very annoying. But uh, anyway, uh, greetings from Muscat, says Rich from Bath. Loving the show as always, giggling away whilst listening to the show. Keep jolly. Well, it's Sunday. I like, I like a, a jolly day. Uh, did you ever interview the late Gareth Hunt? Yes, many, many, many years ago. It's not even on the system anymore. Long, long time ago. Long, long time ago. Gosh, I used to love him as well. Dudley Sutton used to get on my bus, says Simon. The number 19, when he lived on the King's Road. Lovely man. I always thought that he was Britain's greatest bit part actor. Oh, no, there's others. Oh, there's others who were, who were bigger. <laughs> Uh, yes, really. And, uh, and then Connie says, you should see a doctor. If you're prone to falling over and have problems with your balance, then you have problems with your balance organs that are inside your ears. I know these things because I have the same problem. Well, I don't fall over. I'm just not very good on heights. I have a, I have an aversion to heights and that includes standing on a chair or standing on a small stepladder. I'm just not, just not very good for things like that. I don't think it's anything uh, too sinister. Although we did say the other day when we were having lunch, it's so funny. I said, you know, the next time you meet me, I might be sort of going slightly round the bend. And then I suddenly realised I think I'm slightly round the bend at the moment. Uh, Michael Watson thought he was dying in a carjack, which is, uh, which is quite a story. In fact, one of the papers has got it front page. One of the other... Papers have got it just a little tiny bit inside. They're not really sort of doing it properly. Uh, also, two mega storms to hit the UK. I don't mind storms, actually, as long as I'm not out in them. Well, you know, I've, I've been where there's been, you know, waves crashing onto a beach and stuff like that. And you kind of, it doesn't kind of work for me. I'm kind of frightened. And yet you still get people, don't you, with a pushchair. You know, so there was a woman the other day, she gets on the bus, she's got a push chair, what a rude, aggressive person, shoving people out of the way. The place was full of school children because it was, and I think, no, pram should not be allowed on the bus first thing in the morning. They should, there's just no room. Everybody had to sort of, you know, move to one side while she sort of got the, she only went one stop. Then she'd get, what do people do that? Why don't you just walk? Much easier. Yummy mummies all over the place. But this one was, oh, very aggressive. Excuse me again. Hmm. I want a picture from Muscat, actually, I've decided, because I don't know anything about Muscat. But now it's only 100 days to Christmas. Yeah! Well, sort of 100 days. Uh, but I do love the uh, the Bronson, a big girl's blouse. That's what his ex, Paula. You've had your five minutes, darling. Goodbye. Shoo, shoo, shoo. Uh, ITV could bring back Big Brother. I hope not. I hope not. We don't want that back again. Thank you very much indeed. And so here she is, the attention seeker. Charles is not this hard geezer, he's a frail little old man. 
You'll be getting uh, visits from friends, I should imagine. Uh, she says he's flabby due to gorging on pasties, mocks his devoted fans who send him cash. And uh, she says he's a liar and a phony. Well, you married him, darling, didn't you, for the attention? Apparently she's an actress. Mm, of course you are. Wasn't it just two little bit parts somewhere, and that was about it? She only married him in November. It's all finished now, but she, she tried to cling on to her five seconds of fame. It's finished. Goodbye. Kirsty Olsop hits back at the vicious abuse she received after revealing she smashed the kids' iPads. In fact, really, she was absolutely right. It just Im- involved vile people, so she was right to get rid of them. Well done. Toy Glory. What are the toys you're going to be buying for Christmas? Uh, I don't, I'm not any of these. Liquid Lava Putty Magnetic. Does that sound good? It's only a fiver. Only a fiver. And um, Temporary Tattoo Set. This is for children. How to be a chav. Buy this set here. They say, if you've got tattoos and your child can't wait to play copycat, this unique boutique temporary tattoo set will let them follow in your footsteps. How lovely. Just what you want. I want tattoos like my mum <laughs> for Christmas. Uh, also, we've got Pitter Patter Pets. This is just another battery-operated pet that walks along and then every sort of goes... And, they sit, and sometimes they actually sit down and then they sort of do a, a somersault, yeah, backflip. I've had a few of those over the years. They used to, we used to do a toy section coming up to Christmas on what would, and we used to have great fun playing with it. You know, we had a fire engine in once and you pushed all these buttons in, woo, 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 and then the lights flashed and everything. Sorry about that, that frightened you. But uh, that's it. We've also got uh, Poopsie Unicorn Slime Surprise. Why do kids like this sort of stuff? Why do they like it? I don't know. Uh, also, Be Friends, the most requested dolls this year. The four girls, Emily, Megan, Amelia and Mia, also boast a beautiful endless hair play for £30, which actually seems seems quite uh, quite reasonable, doesn't it? I think we can probably cope with that. And also the electronic cash register. I mean, who in their right mind buys a cash register? Who does that? Ridiculous. I quite like the uh, Nintendo Switch's new, newest Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, or the Ultimate Rescue Fire Truck for seventy pounds. Seventy pounds for a fire—that's too much money. Too much money. Shouldn't be. Shouldn't be paying for things like that. Try and get them into something else. I always because people say, "Oh, if it sells out, what do we do?" I say, you "Just tell them Father Christmas has run out. You have to wait till January, and January it'll be better." And uh, here we go. Go on. I defy anybody. Sarah Jane Dunn. Anybody? No, nobody. Not a, not a clue. She's um, apparently in Hollyoaks. We've always said, if you've never heard of them, the chances are they're in Hollyoaks. But she's having... Uh, she's going to be at the centre of one of the soap's hottest affairs. Is anybody actually watching Hollyoaks anymore? Is it just a bunch of deadbeats and they go, I don't even know what channel it's on, I have no idea. But they sometimes put the Hollyoaks girls into Strictly. So that if it's somebody on Strictly you've never heard of, they'll be from Hollyoaks. You know, it's as simple as that. That's, that's the way that it uh, works. Uh, Scarlet... Moffat won't be bullied into dieting before doing I'm a Celeb. Um, well, then don't try and flog us cheap, tatty videos, dear, on losing a load of weight. We all knew it was fraudulent. So here she is. She's back to her normal size, which is gross. And um, she said, I've got no plans to slim down. I don't mind that. Don't. Oh, news. Don't, don't, don't bother slimming down, but don't sell us silly videos, OK? That's fraud. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Everybody's saying uh, here, you can have fish for breakfast, Steve. How about kippers? Yeah, kippers are completely different from tuna. A tuna bake. I mean, what in God's name is that? I was watching some blokes catching tuna the other day. My God, they're powerful. 
My God, in fact, you know, if you get a boatload of tuna in some of the big boats, they could be worth £10 million. Seriously, I mean, even one tuna they had on the boat, and I think they got $4,500 for it. For one tuna. So you can imagine there's big, big money. Uh, somebody else says, does any LBC presenter have tattoos? I don't know, I don't care. God dear, I mean, you'll be making it sound like, you know, we all sort of want to... Uh, sort of see each other's tattoos. I'm sure there must be some presenters who have tattoos. I can't personally think of any off the top of my head, but um, I would think most people haven't got... The producer hasn't got tattoos this morning, but there again, father's a doctor, so not very likely that that would be allowed in the house, is it? And what, 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 what do you have there, Thomas? Come here. Don't ever... Go and get that washed off. So Thomas has to go to the bathroom because it's one of those things you used to get in Bazooka Joe where you'd unwrap it, and then you'd put water on your arm, and then you'd put the tattoo over the top, and then you'd... Ru- I, me- I remember doing it as a kid. Why we thought it was good, I've got no idea. I mean, on, on reflection, we were mad. Mad as broomsticks. Uh, no messing with Michelle. Yes, Michelle Keegan's still over here. No mention of the husband, I've noticed, in some of the interviews recently. But as I say, how oh, that one's going to work, I've got no idea. Uh, but she's back in Manchester, filming a gritty northern working-class comedy. Yeah, right. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Clarkson gets out Chopper. This is uh, Jeremy Clarkson, uh, who used a helicopter four times on an overseas jaunt to pick up cigarettes and gravy mix from the nearest town. I can't help but smile every time I see him on the television because he just looks great. The whole three of them, I think they're all great. They all work well together and I love it. Big names needed to bump up the falling ratings for The X Factor. And so they say that uh, big-name stars like Madonna, Cher, Mariah Carey, Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande will be approached to sing on the live shows. Why would they want to do it? They don't need the publicity. The show needs the publicity. I mean, former judges Rita Ora and Cheryl Tweedy. I don't remember Rita Ora ever doing, but there you go. Um, And current panellists Louis Tomlinson and Robbie Williams are all expected to sing. Oh, God, how boring. Why do we have to put up with that? Why do I have to put up with that? Apparently, so too is 2009 runner-up Ollie Murs. will promote his up-and-coming... That's all it is. It's just a promotion for an album, isn't it? That's all he's doing it for. And then uh, Leanne Payne is also in talks. Sam Smith, George Ezra and Dua Lipa. Labyrinth, assigned to Simon's record label Psycho, are also lined up. God, I mean, it sounds instant switch-off anyway. They've got to do better. I don't know what the answer is. I wish I could be helpful and say this is what I think... Would actually work. Steve, in Italy, real spaghetti bolognese is made with tuna. Must think I fell out of the coconut tree, honestly. Oh, it's all made with tuna, isn't it? I know. I've got sweets made with tuna. <laughs> Not. Uh, Steve, I've been incredibly nice to people all week. This is because I'm old and I don't want to be a nuisance. I know. And bearing in mind, if it's your children, the chances are they'll have you committed. They'll go, if you're not careful, you're in that home, OK? And you will have everything taken away from you. Um, Geordie Short, Sophie Cassell has been single and ready to mingle for a year. Then you look at the picture and you don't even need to ask why. She's wearing some horse's hair on her head, which has been stapled on. Embarrassing the other day. Poor, um, what's her face? The one who won the uh, Love Island thing um, has now grown extra hair on her head. Uh, wearing a very short skirt, turning up to something. I don't think with the boyfriend, but as I say, I think that one's not long for this world. Not long. They, they're so keen to get her on television, uh, although she opens her mouth and you think, no, let's have somebody on there who sounds as though they're intelligent, please. Uh, final run of Big Brother, which, of course, uh, gives Gary Bushell something to write about. And Celebrity Ghost Hunt. 
came up with the dis- di- with the disclaimer. This program is for entertainment purposes only. That's just in case anybody believed little Rylan was going to seriously investigate the paranormal with Sam from Geordie Shore and Nadia Essex from um, Fulham. Show one served up fake groaning in a former Wicklow jail, which was more than most people heard on Celebs Go Dating, Nad's old show. Of course, she's been kicked off that one, as you now know. But um, the show's saving grace was Alex Gibbs. Her psychic abilities are probably no more advanced than those of Mystic Marcus on this morning. We should now have light up the screen. So there you go. It's just fake, 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 fake from start to finish. Mind you, I got a letter this week about uh, Sally Morgan, the psychic speaking to the dead. All right, babes. All right, babes. There she is, the one with the uh, with the homophobic husband and son-in-law. Ghastly people. Caught on camera. Revolting. Yeah, we know where you live. Don't worry. Oh, God, they were vile. So Sally Morgan dropped them. And then Ryland didn't realise that there was a homophobe in the family and so happily going, oh, I bet you can't wait to see your husband when she left. Uh, celebrity master chef John Partridge claims going on to Celebrity Big Brother led to mental health problems. He's also appeared alongside Frankie Bridge, Gemma Collins and Keith Allen. Girl, it's true. He likes the cooking thing, but, I mean, Gemma Collins, just a complete waste of space. Who does all the voices on, on children's television? Lots of people are doing it. Um, Lenny Henry was a, an elephant voice for Tinger Tinger Tales. Lorraine Kelly, oh, you're gorgeous, you're wonderful, you're marvellous. I've got this for free. This is nice. Let's talk about this. This is wonderful. Lauren Laverne uh, is the voice behind the CBB show T and Mo obviously made in Japan, and then they just sort of find another voice in this country. Alexander Armstrong jumped at the chance to be the narrator of Hey Dougie, the series. The characters include Dougie and the Squirrels. I don't know why I would think it would be Scottish. A lot of stuff emanates from there, though, doesn't it? Scottish people, it's... it's not. The, have you ever heard of it? I've never even heard of this one here. Hey Dougie. You ever heard of that? Live. Have heard of that? Oh, honestly. Do you know, honestly, you've, how do we know when you're lying? Your mouth is moving. Uh, also, Jason Donovan, he swapped Ramsey Street for Giggly Park to star in Bodge, I think. He joined the cast as Pops, the dad of the main character. Even Eamon Holmes has jumped in. Eamon, can you do it? Is there food? Uh, yeah, there will be food there, Eamon, so you can do this one. He's the narrator of Biggleton. It's an imaginary town where kids pretend to be adults. How appropriate. Michael Palin does Clangers. Uh, and Mark Rylance does The Bridge of Spies, but you probably know him better for Bing's Carer. He voiced Flop in CBeebies. It's, I can't even believe CBeebies is still going. I had no idea, actually. We didn't really do kids' television when we were younger. There was nothing, you know, my parents sort of didn't, well, they didn't worry about things like that. I don't know why. And we used to go out and play. We were, we were much happier playing than, than doing anything else. Front page of the mirror this morning... Uh, the hunt is on for Dr Novichok. We're never going to get any answers to that one, are we? Never. It's just not going to happen. Uh, also, Lee reassures girlfriend over Nadia. He's such a plank. That's the trouble. It's not his fault. Uh, Caroline gives fiancé flack for dance routine in street. Oh, it's so sweet to see you finding somebody who's not really with you at all, but it's very funny. Uh, also, viewers' fury over cameos in The Bodyguard. They've been inundated, the BBC, with complaints, but that's just about the standard of programming after handing cameo roles in the hit drama Bodyguard to 14 of its own presenters. You've all done it. Laura Kutenberg, Andrew Marr, Sophie Rayworth. And apparently somebody actually, uh, yesterday, Samira Ahmed, read out a series of complaints. And who was it? There was one of their newsreaders. He said to me, I don't want to join a cast of thousands who've been on it. Exactly. But they're so desperate to be famous, aren't they? That's what's so dreary about the whole thing. Uh, three little things to give One Direction fans hope. 
Apparently there could be a reunion. I'm telling you now there won't be. They're not interested in a reunion because there's going to be people dropping out left, right and centre. Uh, Roxanne, banned from this garden centre. You're just really not pleasant, are you? You're really not pleasant. And uh, old, old, old baby Brooklyn hitting the streets with a pout mum would be proud of and a hat that dad used to wear. I mean, flat caps, dear. How dated. How so dated. And uh, also the eye test who saved hairy biker Dave Myers sight. He thought he had a hangover. He said, but I was going blind and it's having a glaucoma check. Picture of the Roonies. They don't talk to each other. Uh, as you can wait, they've got all the money in the world in it. They really don't talk to each other. So they're sitting there. He's yawning. No hand over the mouth. Very rude. Very offensive. And they're there with the uh, with the children, either taking them to school or away from school or something. I can't remember which one it was, actually. But uh, nice, nice to see them going to school. Never got any pictures of the Beckham's children going to school, do we? And seeing as they sell every aspect uh, of their life. And that's why Piers Morgan hates them. He absolutely hates them. Um, have you thought about interviewing Rowan Atkinson? Uh, no, not really, actually. Uh, Pete, have you ever? What are you asking me? All these people for? Just go and listen onto the uh, onto the LBC pages. You'll you'll find actually all these things on there, unless of course they aren't. Uh, Steve, that explains everything. Maybe Stacey Dooley is from Hollyoaks, who actually knows. Says Rona, I'm getting that Christmas feeling already. I can't help it. Oh, boiled eggs are made of tuna. So's marmalade. I always get the medically ill people on this programme. I don't know why. I, 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 I get the people who are sitting in A&E waiting to see somebody at the moment. And they all go, oh, God, they're back in again. Here they go. Here they go. Um, here we go. John Legend has revealed his next top secret project will be with Barack Obama. Interesting. And uh, James Corden is smart. I like James Corden. He's, he's so good. He's such a clever boy. Clever boy. 14 minutes to seven. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Ten to seven, Sunday morning. Andrew Castle's going to be with you at seven this morning with breakfast on LBC. Uh, somebody says, what if somebody wants tuna for breakfast? No worse than eating bacon rolls. Uh, who would eat bacon rolls for breakfast? Are you mad or something? Good Lord. And then judging fellow passengers, taking pictures and then posting their picture on social media. Oh, girly boy. Is the matter with you this morning? Oh, I know. Oh, not still by yourself. Oh, dear. I love it. Everybody's got that uh, Christmas feeling, which is fantastic. And um, and another one here. Uh, oh, I want Yeah, I love this one. This, this is a troll. 8815 is a troll. I know exactly. It's, uh, they've already done this bit before. They're a bit sad. It's, we can't do anything about trolls. We just sort of we just delete them, and then then they've got nobody to write to. They have to sort of start all over again. But you know, if we can inconvenience them quite a little bit, I like doing things like that. Always always pleases me. Uh, inside the museum in North Korea of Kim Jong Un, the gifts he's been given: a rhino horn from Mugabe, a gold sword from Gaddafi, and a Wigan Warriors T-shirt. Exactly. Uh, here we go. Lee wiggles out of strictly cursed claims. He's just peculiar. You know, this, uh, this, this girl who he's dancing with, watch him. He comes with history. You know, I know that you're a bit desperate as well, so that's, uh, we'll have to wait and see how that one pans out. It'll be quite dreary. And the 100-day uh, countdown to Christmas. September 16th, 100 days to go. This is where you've got to plan out meals, meals and parties, talk to family and friends. And commit to dates. Because you've got to start booking up for... If you don't start booking up, you're never going to get in anywhere, are you? Uh, September the 21st. Sign up for store sales alerts. Can save you a load of money this year. Probably from John Lewis. 
Uh, start a festive money jar at the end of the month. A family of four could save between now and Christmas 150 quid. That goes some way, doesn't it? Open Christmas account, start a separate bank account and put in a regular amount. Don't touch it unless it's for ticking things off your festive list. Uh, October the 1st, cut out the booze and raise cash from Macmillan Cancer Support. Could save you up to £200. October the 5th, uh, book the trains. If you'd book the trains 12 weeks in advance, you can probably make some very good savings. Uh, when, once you're into December... Last day for posting for Christmas, 18th of December, OK? Sending a 100 cards second class rather than first class would save you £9. That's a few stocking fillers, isn't it? And uh, the big shop, doing your food shopping on December the 23rd means you won't be fighting crowds on Christmas Eve. I never understand why every Christmas Eve the places are absolutely chock-a-block. You know, and, and people loading up trolleys, like there's no shoplifters. Um, they're loading up the trolleys... And you think, I mean, they're not going to run out of food. People, I think, think it sort of evaporates, but it doesn't. Can't wait to see you is the front page headline on the Sunday Mirror. This is uh, Boris Johnson and his little girly. Uh, this is Carrie Simmons. I don't know where it's going. I don't think it's any of our business. I don't really care. Sunday Express bodyguard fans. Did Julia survive the blast? Nope. She's dead. OK, would you like to mention that now because the writer said she was dead? Uh, Boris flies home to US Brexit boost. And the brother of the Manchester Arena terrorist wanted in the UK for 22 murders is being offered for sale to the highest bidder by Libyan warlords. They, um, they're inviting bids of a million pounds to hand him over. Oh, that's where it's gone now, is it, really? Good Lord. Uh, and then a wedding singer who missed out on the chance of joining One Direction was last night given a second shot at uh, fame. And this is somebody called Tom, who's aged quite badly in the last six years since we saw him. He's been earning his living singing at weddings... And then Louis Tomlinson, who's got the most peculiar voice. I mean, Susan, I couldn't believe it. When I first heard it, I thought, you're not putting it on, is he, by any chance? <laughs> you never can tell. You never can tell. Other stories running in the papers for today. The fashion's boost for the economy. I don't think it's anything to do with Victoria Beckham. In fact, actually, somebody told me the other day, they went into the shop and all the signs are down, offering discounts on this and that. So uh, things not looking too promising. Not too promising. She's called it the most adventurous an exotic journey yet. Joanna Lumley's 7,000-mile expedition along the Silk Road didn't go exactly to plan because apparently China banned her from crossing the border to film, <coughs> excuse me, the travel documentary. Have a quick slur. Hang on. Travel documentary. And, uh, all right. And so uh, they still go. I love Joe Lumley, though. She's 71. I mean, I couldn't. <coughs> couldn't falter at all. She says, we were supposed to be going from Venice to China, but then China refused to let us in. I don't know, Shep. We don't do political programmes, which is, you know, it's a, they're so funny, aren't they, in China? <laughs> I can't understand it at all. She's the most innocent person you could ever meet. Perhaps they think she's a... She's sort of a... I don't know. Uh, anyway, there's an airport arrest ordeal for a girl of 12, which is in the paper. The Iguana, or Iguana, home after a seaside jaunt. Uh, front page... Of the Daily Mail, gorgeous fashion magazine today. Mary Berry, as you've never seen her, she's lovely. She's nice. Megan's dad, his female friend, and death threats from violent thug. Well, it's the internet, isn't it? It's full of stupid. We've got one this morning, so, you know, the thick one, you know. We, don't worry, we just sort of lose them quite quickly. Uh, jihadis hijacked jail Bible classes. There seem to be no end of people in prison now who maybe shouldn't be... Perhaps they're Muslims who've fallen off the edge, but now we've got jihadis who the prison chaplain here tells how he was terrorised by Muslim extremists in prison. In prison. Unbelievable. Daily Star, <clears throat> free inside. 
a celebrity mag, uh, and Cherry, somebody called Cherry, it could be anybody, I don't know, why I hated my body at 20. I could do the same one, why I hated my body at 55. Tough guy Bronson, he's just a big girl's blouse, slobbering around the place, fat and overweight. This is what the ex-wife has said. He'll be reading that uh, probably in about half an hour, I should imagine. <laughs> Words will be said and then she'll sell the story and say we'll have to suffer with her again. Mail on Sunday, ready to file papers. Ant's new love named in divorce. So Lisa is going to file for divorce on the grounds of his adultery. It's a shame, isn't it? Just when we thought it was all perfect. There's nothing perfect in this world. It's a shame, really. Uh, another one here. Uh, can't wait for the wedding, says Dave, to see what funny hat she's wearing. This must be actually for, uh, for Eugenie. It's pronounced Eugenie. Yeah, or useless for short. Uh, the Sunday Times, Ruth Davidson, I never want to be PM, the pregnant Scottish Tory leader, reveals history of self-harm and suicidal thoughts. God, makes your own life seem quite dull, doesn't it, really? Was China's X-Men star purged? Uh, this is the world going crazy about crazy rich Asians. But in fact, the Chinese superstar who is missing is Fan Bingbing, who's not been seen in public for more than 100 days, reportedly a victim of a Communist Party purge. They're so miserable over there, aren't they? I mean, come on, lighten up, boys. Lighten up a little bit. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? Uh, also, The Observer today give you Alexa Chung on the catwalk. I don't know what she's doing there. She's a designer, apparently, now, which is rivetingly exciting. Not. Nigel Slater on Nigella Lawson and the best high street puddings. Oh, what would be the best high street pudding? Uh, jelly and cream, I think, or something like that. I like a trifle. I like a. I don't do chocolate. I don't do chocolate. I'm not bothered about chocolate. No, chocolate's bad for you. Lemon, lemon drizzle's nice, but not not with chocolate. I don't want anything. I like a creme brulee. I like a passion fruit brulee as well. I'm quite quite big into. What do you agree with me for? You've never had passion fruit, but you're from Scotland. They don't do passion fruit brulee. Oh dear, you don't. Honestly, you don't get nice things. You don't eat the food that we. Oh, I've got to go. I've just realised. Uh, Sunday Telegraph Archer says, if I were a northerner, I'd vote for Corbyn. There you go. Listen, thank you for your uh, for your company today. Uh, we'll do it again tomorrow morning. And uh, Victoria's doing a meet and greet today to sign T-shirts, but they're 115 quid each. They can stay 115 quid for a T-shirt. Good Lord. Anyway, make sure you download the LBC app, as well as listening to LBC, wherever you are. You can listen back to this and all of our other programmes from the last week for free on the catch-up feature. Just download the LBC app for iPhone or Android. Tap on catch-up. Simple as that. I'm back at nine o'clock this evening with In Conversation. You do not want to miss the fabulous Janet Jackson and the fabulous Warwick Davis. Have a great day. Look after yourselves. And uh, back with me tomorrow at four. If you enjoyed this podcast, listen to Steve Allen live from 4am Monday to Friday and Sunday from 5am. 